0: Okay, are you going to sit there while I do? You don't have to kneel. Okay, you don't have to kneel, my son. All righty. Uh, I've had several uh, questions that uh, I'll put off for now, uh, maybe deal with toward the end. I don't know how much time we have because I have several things I want to get through. Uh, but I want to talk about some general, some general, general things about worship uh, and, uh, and belief, worship doctrine in life. And then uh, uh, look at the liturgy for holy baptism and go through that with you. That's why I wanted you all to have a book of common prayer to use. So um, frequently whenever visitors come to church uh, or even after people have been here for five or ten years, they'll ask me what we believe. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, And I say to them... Uh, we believe the creed, uh, and, uh, and we believe uh, in what we pray. We pray what we believe, and what we believe we pray, and by the grace of God, that works out also to the way we live. Uh, lex orandi, Lex credende, uh Lex Vivendi. Yeah, those three mean the law of prayer, law of belief, and the law of life. And the idea is that the liturgies, uh, you, you can't go, th- uh, we don't have a confession of faith like they might have in a Presbyterian church or some other uh, church uh, that list out uh, all, of the, all of their specific, like, specific beliefs of the Presbyterian church. And so my answer to, to most people is come to church, come to worship. Uh, pay attention to the worshiping life of the church pay attention to the mass because that's what we believe because our beliefs are contained in the liturgy of the church our beliefs are contained in the prayers that we pray uh, and, uh, and the prayers that we pray don't contradict uh, the orthodox church they don't contradict the catholic faith uh, and, and if they do then something needs to happen, namely the liturgy has to change. A few years ago when I was in, in seminary, haha, a few years ago, that's funny, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, it, it, it was popular uh, in, in the United States, uh, I don't know about other places, uh, but the litur- uh, they baptized people in the name of the Creator, Redeemer and Sustainer, uh, and you, you remember that, what a silly thing to do. Uh, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, at first, you know, okay, it sounds right because God's all of those things, but that's not the Blessed Trinity, Uh, and at that time they were trying to find non-sexist language uh, to use, uh, and uh, they ended up with a a phrase uh, that really was not even Trinitarian. In fact, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer uh, can be applied to each person of the Blessed Trinity, uh, and uh, so those are, you know, that's an example of, uh, of a problem, a- and uh, that's, that's also a reason that revision, a revision of liturgy is such a big deal. It is a very big deal, uh, because whatever revision uh, occurs, it takes a long time uh, for the church uh, to, to, to see that it, it's a good revision. Uh, And a truthful, a truthful revision. And so, uh, I'm I don't like revisions uh, very much. Uh, In fact, I don't like revisions at all. Uh, uh, And I I suppose there may come a time in a few hundred years where they'll revise the 1928 B.C.P. By the way, 1928 B.C. wasn't made up in 1928. You know that. I mean, those prayers are are ancient. Some go back to the very early years of the church. At any rate, the law of prayer, uh, the law of worship, is also the law of belief and the law of doctrine. So if you want to know what doctrines we believe, they're all contained in the liturgy. Uh, Now, that being said, uh, the, uh, the Holy Scriptures, Old and New Testament, are our most fundamental first authority uh... because it's the word of the bible's the word of god written. uh... S- something very similar very close can be said for the creed uh... the nicene creed is a summary of those fundamental truth statements of the church and yet in both of those they have to be interpreted to be understood Right? i mean uh, the Bible doesn't interpret itself, and so uh, I mean you, you can you can go to a Bible study where everyone sits around and reads the Bible and say, "What do you well What do you think it means? What do you think it means?" and 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 then and especially in this day and time, uh, you get the idea that all of those beliefs are valid. Well, they're not. Uh, they're not valid, uh, and, and so uh, and and the same thing is true. Uh, for uh, for the creed so uh, what i want you to do uh, what i want you to see is the authority the authority of liturgy uh the the liturgy uh of of the church uh to communicate not just to god our beliefs well we are communicating to god we're having a relationship with god in in worship but to think of the liturgy of the church as a hermeneutical grid, as an interpretive authority through which we understand the meaning of Scripture and of the creed better. And so if somebody asked me, what do you believe about baptism? I will say, unhesitatingly, go to uh, the liturgy for holy baptism and read it read, study, learn, uh, inwardly, bark, inwardly digest because that's what we believe uh, about holy baptism. We believe what the Bible teaches and the liturgy of the church opens up uh, the teaching uh, of, of the Bible and, and also uh, of the creed. Uh, so in, in worship, uh, worship itself in that event, uh, it collects and it brings to that event of worship our beliefs, our loyalties, and our way of life uh, a- as we are sort of marinating in the worship and the doctrine of the church uh, and, and what that leads to uh, is the way we live our life, so the way we the way we live uh, 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 the, the things we do uh, uh, things that we, we, we refuse to to do or to participate in, the, the way we treat one another, the way husbands and wives treat one another, the children, the way we eat, the way we get our food, uh, all of that uh, can be uh, informed by the liturgy of the church and ought to be informed by the liturgy of the church and by, also by good Bible study. a good Bible study will also always, if you're you're studying the Bible and, and you get to a, a passage on baptism or a passage on holy matrimony or something like that, then you can go to the Book of Common Prayer as a tremendous resource for understanding those texts. Yes? Well, let me say that about the, this, about the 39 articles. I think of them as 39 suggestions. Uh, 39 articles uh, are... A, are not authoritative in our church. Uh, the 39 articles, uh, they're in the back of this book as a historic document. The 39 articles were in fact a political device in England to hold the nation together. And to be perfectly honest, 39 articles are written tongue in cheek uh, in such a way that if you're a Catholic, You can read it in such a way that you can sign off off on it, and if you're more of a Protestant-leaning Anglican, then you can find ways to sign off on that as well. In fact, in England, I don't don't know if it's still the case, but for for years, obviously, um, uh, for a man man to be ordained to to holy orders, uh, he had to sign a document that said he agreed with the 39 uh, articles. I I don't know if that's still the case but I mean it it, it was for years and and I mean like at least up until the 50s or 60s, 1950s, 1960s. Uh, And and I have uh, books on the 39 articles in my library written for Catholics and written for Protestants so that you could find a way to read uh, the thirty nine articles in a way that uh didn't violate your conscience. Uh it's not an issue for us. Uh and uh we can talk about that more if you want to at some other point. Uh, so, but but Michael, I mean a, a good point is, is that people will frequently look at the 39 articles like a Presbyterian looks at the Westminster Confession. It's not that. It's not a state, it's not a confession like the Westminster Confession uh, or uh, a Protestant, uh, some other Protestant Confession. righty. any other questions about that? So Worship doctrine in life, heart, mind, and life, behavior, are all brought together in the mass. So, as an example, what I want to do for a few minutes uh, is for us to go through uh, one of the chief liturgies. We we had we had a uh, uh, a study of uh, the mass uh, just a few weeks back, and what I want to do tonight is to look at Holy Baptism. Uh, and so, what what do we believe about baptism? Yeah, how, do we know, how do we know what we believe? So here, here are a couple of passages of scripture. Now the eleven disciples uh, went to Galilee, this is Matthew 28, uh, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. Uh, but some doubted. And Jesus then said unto them, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world." Uh, and, and that's coming on them only a few days after he had instituted the blessed sacrament in the upper room. So the blessed sacrament, the sacrament of the altar, is one of those all things I have instructed you to do. And others, as, as we'll see. In <clears throat> Romans chapter 6, 1-4, through St. Paul writes this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means... How can we who died to sin still live in it? This was uh, appalling uh, to St. Paul. He, he was completely baffled uh, by people who continue to, Christians who continue to participate in sin. Do you not know that all of you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? we were therefore buried with him by baptism into death, uh, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, uh, we too might walk in newness of life. And St. Paul doesn't mean by this language, uh, he's, not, uh, uh, he's not talking about this as a, as a moral influence. Uh, as a, this isn't a metaphor. When he says that we have been baptized, uh, those of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus were in fact baptized into his death he means something really happened in your baptism it wasn't just a statement to the world that you're a Christian Uh, it's something uh, that actually occurred a sacramental event and our Lord uh, in John chapter 3 unless you uh, uh, unless you are born again uh, you shall not see the kingdom of heaven you have to be born of water and of the spirit the church has always interpreted that to be a reference to holy baptism and then in the creed we say I believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Real clear statements, uh, truth statements, but what do they mean? And this is where the liturgy of the church helps us a lot. Not only do we participate in the sacramental event that our Lord has called us to, uh, but we are instructed in these doctrines through the liturgy as well so let's turn in the book of common prayer to administration of holy baptism 273 page 273 and the way I want to do this is just to go through this uh, and, and read it together here's some more prayer books right up here if you want some. so you see the first thing that we do is this child or person, uh, Cobbs, uh, and we're, you've all seen this before, uh, gathered at the altar, and then the celebrant will say, hath this child uh, been already baptized or no? And we say that because we're not baptizing people two times. If you've been baptized, you've been baptized, uh, and, you, and you don't need to be baptized again Unless you were baptized in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, which means you weren't baptized, in fact, at all, and you do need to be baptized. Yes. Don't tell me you were baptized in the name of the Creator. Well, it's going to say on the, it's going to say on your baptismal certificate. Yeah. Well, I'd call your mom, and she'll. Or 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 go back to the, go back to the record at, at the church. Very few people use that. I mean, it was it was used in the Episcopal Church uh, for a while, and I think uh, uh, up in up north of here in the Methodist Church, it was. I'm kidding. It wasn't used. It wasn't used up north here in the Methodist Church where you are. Uh, but but in in a few spotty places, uh, it was. I've never had anybody when I've asked them to tell me that they were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's right. There are some Pentecostals that do that. Uh if if they were baptized in uh the name of Jesus Christ what I would I would insist on is uh a conditional baptism just to be sure uh, and uh, yeah that's at the end of the service here we'll look at that in just a few minutes but that's, that's an excellent question I mean I, I've thought the same thing myself about Mormon baptisms because I mean they obviously don't mean uh, the, the the same thing that we mean by the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit uh, but um uh, uh, they use that language, and that's the language that, that is used. Uh, well, we can talk about those, those cases later. Uh, in general, though, generally speaking, most people who were baptized were baptized. I was baptized twice. I shouldn't even tell you this. I was a Baptist, okay? And we had, we had an altar call every Sunday, just like us. We have altar calls too, uh, but you know, I was just—I just—I just went through that period where I just wasn't sure about my salvation, and uh, and and so you know, I asked the preacher to baptize me again, and he didn't want to do it. This is a Baptist preacher; he didn't want to do it. He said that's not a good idea, and I said, well, I feel awful. And I, it just is bothering me. I'm gonna. If you don't do it, I'm gonna find somebody to do it. And <laughs> and so, you know, I. So I was baptized. I was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Two times. Uh, and so, so my point is that by and large, I mean uh, overwhelmingly, if you are baptized, you are baptized in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit that there's a nation i think it might be sweden that will baptize in the name of life but the, the church doesn't do that it's done by a civic official because i think the government requires everybody to be baptized uh but not baptized as a christian and so uh the, a local magistrate can baptize you in the name of life or something like that uh, because it's a record just like it's a record for us it's a record of birth Uh, in fact and used to be the only uh, kept maintained record of birth let's get into the liturgy I'm going to talk up a storm if we don't and not get to this so hath this child been baptized or no no is the answer dearly beloved for as much as our savior Christ saith none can enter into the kingdom of God except he be regenerate and born anew of water and of the Holy Ghost now where did you get that John chapter 3 I beseech you to call upon God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ that of his bounteous mercy he will grant to this child that which by nature he cannot have. So what does that mean? Well, That which by nature he cannot have, that he may be baptized with water and the Holy Ghost and received into Christ's holy church and made a living member of the same. That which by nature he cannot have means by nature that it's, that's something he's not simply going to grow into by virtue of nature. You see what I'm saying? It's not that it's contrary to nature. It's not contrary. Remember this. Grace doesn't destroy nature. Grace fulfills nature. Grace completes nature. Uh, and so whatever it is that happens in holy baptism our natures are already fitted for that Uh, but fitted for that we we are not going to grow into it uh, by nature let us pray almighty and immortal God the aid of all who need the helper of all who flee to thee for succor the life of those who believe And the resurrection of the dead. We call upon thee for this child. That he coming to thy holy baptism. May receive remission of sin. By spiritual regeneration. Receive him O Lord as thou hast promised by thy well beloved son saying. Ask and ye shall have. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So give now unto us who ask. Let us who seek find open the gate unto us who knock that this child may enjoy the everlasting benediction of thy heavenly washing and may come to the eternal kingdom which thou hast promised by Christ our Lord. Amen. So what we learn from this is that the event of baptism is a heavenly washing. And, and that through that heavenly washing, we receive remission of our sins. Now, a uh, little baby hasn't committed any sins to be remitted of. But technically speaking, <clears throat> you know, baptism is the very first sacrament of the Christian life that's your initiation, that puts you on, on the path. You can't receive Holy Communion if you're not baptized uh, because you're not fitted for it. You see what I'm saying? You, you can't receive Holy, you can't receive, it's not gonna hurt you, but you don't have, you haven't been given the grace and the virtues, the heavenly washing and regeneration That enables you to receive the benefits of that sacrament. Same thing for forgiveness of sin. I'm not saying God doesn't forgive sin if you're not baptized. You know what? I'm not saying that God doesn't save you if you're not baptized. God can do what He wants to do. But I'm required to give you what the church, what He's given to the church, and what He's bound Himself to, and He's bound Himself to this. And and so, th- that's that's what I want you to see, that uh, holy baptism uh, fits you, equips you through the heavenly washing, and spiritual regeneration, in order to benefit from all of the other sacraments, including the sacrament of uh, of penance. Does this? Do you see what I'm saying? Are y'all with me on this? Okay. Any questions about that? Okay. I'm gonna skip over the scriptures because they don't matter. I'm joking. That was only a joke. All of this is taken from scripture. Don't, don't go and say I said scripture don't matter, without a lot of explanation. These are these are obviously the the. the, the from mark and 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 john and and matthew passages on uh from our lord uh concerning baptism turn to 276 so we read that we have this beautiful little baby here and and now being persuaded of the goodwill of our heavenly father toward this child declared by his son jesus christ let us faithfully and devoutly thank uh give thanks unto him and say almighty god Everlasting Father, Everlasting God, Heavenly Father, we give thee humble thanks that thou hast vouchsafed to call us to the knowledge of thy grace uh, and faith in thee. Increase this knowledge and confirm this faith in us evermore. Give thy Holy Spirit to this child. That's a petition of holy baptism and effect of holy baptism. Give thy Holy Spirit to this child, that he may be born again. Why is it he's not born again yet? You'll see it when it happens. Uh, and, and be made an heir of everlasting salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. And then uh, well look the, the rubric is important there. When, when the office is used for children, the ministers shall speak to the Godfather and Godfathers, Godmothers, and this wise. And so now we're speaking to the adults who are standing in and speaking for the child. They're not speaking for themselves. They're not saying that they're uh, going to do something. They're doing it at this point. Dearly beloved, you have brought this child here to be baptized. Ye have prayed that our Lord Jesus Christ would vouchsafe to receive him, to release him from sin, to sanctify him with the Holy Ghost, and to give him the kingdom of heaven and everlasting life. Doth thou therefore, in the name of this child, renounce the devil? And all his works, the vain pomp and glory of the world, with all the covetous desires of the same, and the sinful desires of the flesh, so that thou wilt not follow nor be led by them. Y'all read the answer. <laughs> Dost thou believe? All the articles of the Christian faith as contained in the Apostles' Creed. Will thou be baptized in this faith? You see that you're speaking, you're voicing this for the child. You're not saying you want the child to be desired. You're saying in the child's place, that is my desire. Will thou then obediently keep? So all of these questions are directed to the child, you see. Will thou then obediently keep God's holy will and commandments and walk in the same all the days of thy life? Amen. Having now in the name of this child made these promises, wilt thou also on thy part take heed that this child, you see there's even a gap there between that so that we're now directly asking the people, the God parents to do something. Uh, take heed that this child learn the creed, the Lord's prayer, the Ten Commandments, and all other things which a Christian ought to know and to believe to his soul's health. Will thou take heed that this child, so soon as sufficiently instructed, be brought to, a bis- to the bishop to be confirmed by him? And then turn to 278. Then the minister... Uh, then shall the minister say, O merciful God, grant that like as Christ died and rose again, so this child may die to sin and be raised to newness of life. Amen. Y'all say Amen. amen. Grant that all sinful affections may die in him, and that all things belonging to the Spirit may live and grow in him. Amen. Grant that he may have power and strength. To have victory and to triumph against the devil, the world, and the flesh, Amen. and grant that whosoever here is dedicated to Thee by our office and ministry may also be endued with heavenly virtues. The heavenly virtues are the theological virtues: faith, hope, and charity. These are supernatural virtues that are infused in you. At baptism. And everlastingly rewarded through thy mercy, O blessed Lord God, who doth live and govern all things, world without end. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should give thanks unto Thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God, for that Thy dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins, did shed out of His most precious side both water and blood, and gave commandment to His disciples that they should go teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Regard, we beseech thee, the supplications of thy congregation. Sanctify this water to the mystical washing away of sin. At this point, we throw salt into the water and make the sign of the cross. Uh, Now, uh, And grant that this child, now to be baptized therein, may receive the fullness of thy grace, and ever remain in the number of thy faithful children, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, now and evermore. Amen. Amen. And then the celebrant takes a child and says to the godparents, name this child. And the godparent will say, Mary. And then the minister will say, Mary. I baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. At the same time, pouring water uh, over the child's head. And then on page 280, now we see the change. We receive this child into the congregation of Christ's flock. That's immediately, this child is now a member of, of the congregation of Christ flock, of the church, and do sign him with the sign of the cross, in token that hereafter he shall not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified and manfully to fight under his banner against sin, the world, and the devil, and to continue Christ's faithful soldier and servant unto his life's end. Amen. You notice how many times we've said something in our prayer request to God uh, like, and to continue, Christ's faithful soldier. Uh, We've said that already several times, and uh, and we'll say uh, probably a couple more times before it's over uh, because we don't want people to get the idea that baptism is in and of itself uh, without moral effort on your part and your cooperation uh, the done deal uh, it, and so you have to cooperate with the grace of God seeing now dearly beloved brethren that this child is regenerate so here we, this, this is how the big change that comes after we've done the baptism so you know somebody says have you been born again have you been born again have you accepted Jesus I mean for me being raised in the Baptist church uh, uh, being born again meant that I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior, which is absolutely a wonderful thing uh, to do. Uh, But that's not ever been the teaching of the church. Uh, And and, uh, from, from the very beginning, the understanding of the church has been that the act of baptism itself is what brings on effects, regeneration in the child or in the adult. Seeing now, dearly beloved brethren, that this child is regenerate, born again, and grafted into the body of Christ's church, let us give thanks unto Almighty God for these benefits, and with one accord make our prayers unto him that this child may lead the rest of his life according to this beginning. A beginning that now has fitted that child uh, to benefit from the sacraments, uh, from preaching, from this, from this fellowship uh, that we're having here, you know, which in, in other uh, Orthodox church would be considered a sacramental event too. And then we say the Our Father, because now the child is not just a child of God through creation, which is the case for everyone born in the world. They, they are, uh, everyone Born in the world as a child of God, procreation. Uh, uh, but now, He's your father through the sacramental rebirth. You've been made a, you, you've been born into His family. This is, this is one of the things that new that converts were given. Uh, uh, people who were preparing for their baptism, they wouldn't even say the Lord's Prayer uh, in the old days, by which I mean. 1700 years ago, uh, they wouldn't even say the Our Father. It was something that was given to them when they were baptized. We yield thee heart, at the bottom, we yield thee hearty thanks, most merciful Father, that it hath pleased thee to regenerate this child. You see, we're emphasizing it again with the Holy Spirit to receive him as thine own child and to incorporate him into thy holy church. And humbly we beseech thee to grant that he being dead unto sin may live unto righteousness and being buried with Christ in his death may also be partaker of his resurrection so that finally with the residue of thy holy church he may be an inheritor of thine everlasting kingdom through Christ our Lord. Amen. And then we have not a benediction uh, but a blessing. Uh, we, we don't have a benediction because there's something else to come, and that's confirmation. Uh, it, look at uh, the, the, you see the rubrics right here at the bottom of 280, 281. Uh, look at that third rubric. In cases of extreme sickness or any uh, Immediate peril. If a minister cannot uh, be procured, then any baptized person present may administer holy baptism using the foregoing uh, form. Such baptism shall proper uh, shall promptly uh, be promptly reported to the parish authorities. That's so that we can record it. Uh, uh, and uh, this is I mean I know Bruce Carter when. Uh, he was uh, a young internist, uh, baptized several babies uh, who, who died, and nurses, uh, I've known many nurses uh, when I was at Duke who, who also were in a position to do that sort of thing, and, and most of them would, would contact one of the chaplains, and we would contact uh, the church, and uh, even in the hospital at Duke, we provided a baptismal certificate. Uh, for the, uh, for the parents. Uh, uh, receiving, the receiving of one properly baptized. It is expedient that a child or person uh, so baptized be ath- afterward brought to the church, at which time uh, these parts of the foregoing service shall be read. That is a child brought in as soon as possible uh, if it is possible, uh, so that uh, the gospel uh, and the. Well, you can see that. I don't have to read that all for you. And then conditional baptism. Uh, if there's reasonable doubt whether any person was baptized with water in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which are essential parts of baptism, such, may, such person may be baptized. Uh, in the form uh, pointed in this office saying that at the immersion or the pouring of water the minister shall use this form of words if thou art not already baptized Mary I baptize thee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and then that is recorded in the parish uh, book now so my point at the weekend, I'm, I'm not going to go any further because we're out of time, but I just want to say this. My point in the beginning is that if you want to know what we believe about Holy Baptism, then you'll find it in the liturgy of the church. If you want to know what we believe about Holy Matrimony, what I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks, in fact, is I'm going to take, the, we've done Communion. We did an instructive Eucharist. We've gone through baptism. We've got five more sacraments, and I want to go through those as well so that you can see what the church uh, believes about about those. Don't you think that's helpful? Yeah. I do too. I, I think it's, uh, uh, it, it, it brings together worship doctrine and life, heart, mind, uh, and our behavior. Thank you. The Lord be with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful evening. We thank you for your love for us, for your provision of the sacraments to nurture us in this life. We ask you uh, to bring us uh, to take these seriously and and to uh, uh, affirm our commitment to you uh, and to uh, utilize these sacraments for our benefit and for the benefit of those we love. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. Amen.